Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. This is our 50th episode. 50th, yeah. Did you think we would make it to 50? Well, I didn't think you'd start this with me. So, no, this is a <laughs> blessing. This is a blessing for us to be at 50. Um, we are at Boulevard Studio. Um, some of you guys may not actually know this, but this is— um, Hold on, I have my notes here. I like to read. This is a historic Boulevard Arcade building in Oak Park. So it's one of the historic buildings that many people will go to when they tour Oak Park. Um, they have been gracious enough to give us this studio to have an audience because as much as you guys might think we're super sophisticated and we do our podcast in a place like this, we do it at, right now on Jerome's couch. Yeah. Which that, actually might have sounded really weird the way I just worded it. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make it not sophisticated, though. No, because you have all the equipment. Like, you're all technical about it. Yeah, but I sometimes just, you hear a fire truck. That's true. Go down. <laughs> and your neighbors are sometimes, like, you know, doing random yeah. things that make noise. It's true. Um, but, you know, eventually, we're going to be at this level. Absolutely. We may be recording here more often. It's true. So uh, with that said, we are actually talking today, not just randomly, but we actually have a topic. Um, Jerome, do you know what the topic is today? I do, but let's see if you know. (laughs) (laughs) So because it's at the holidays and because this is our 50th episode, we wanted to talk about something fun and light and special and something everybody in the audience could relate to. Um, So we're talking about the stress of the holidays. It's very light, light topics. (laughs) The stress of the holidays, um, and everybody I think has felt it, right? We are all in the midst of December and we're all frantically busy. And so we're gonna kind of come up with some of the bullet points on what you may be stressful, what may be stressful to you, and how you can maybe manage some of that. Because as you know, we're unqualified uh, mental health professionals. Very unqualified. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're not. Yeah, no, we're, not we're not qualified at all as at mental all. health professionals. No, but we pretend. So like seek we help are. if you actually need. <laughs> you know, this is this, this podcast is, is entertainment. Entertainment purposes, only. Entertainment purposes only. All right. So, do you want to? Are you prepared, or should I do my thing? I'm always prepared. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Start. I just have to find the text I sent you about it. No, <laughs> oh, so you're not prepared. That's what I got it. That's, I got it. That's I'm what's good. happening. Okay. This is uh, this is how we I actually podcast, and sometimes he's on the podcast, and I'm like. Here, he's like, are you texting people? I'm like, just keep rolling. We're good. I got it. Well, sometimes you are texting people. <laughs> I am. No, I know. Yeah. I multitask. <laughs> We're business. Yes. But all my people are here, so no one's going to be texting me. <laughs> all, right. all right. Go ahead. Oh, all right. See, so you're not prepared. I am prepared. Okay, so I just want to see if you are. We've got a couple points on what it what is sort of stressful, right? But before we go into that, I want to ask you, first, are you excited about the holidays? Absolutely. Who's... Well, I guess I am excited. People aren't excited. I know, that's, that's why I said. I was in the store the other day. My kids are here right now. One of them was with me. And somebody was like, I hate Christmas. I hate it. And I was like, oh, my God. And they're buying stuff, and they're pissed about it. And they're talking about how much they hate Christmas. And I'm like, what? who hates Christmas? But, you know, people do. Right? Uh, no, that's, that's why I stopped myself. <laughs> um, tell me, 
currently or when you were a child, what was your favorite thing about Christmas or the holidays? Because maybe not everybody is Christian. Um, Do you have that, a favorite thing? Well, I mean, as a kid, just, I mean, that night before when you were, you know, waiting for Santa Claus to come and bring you your toys. That was your... Well, I mean, there was so much excitement because we'd walk around with these catalogs. I don't know. I'm, do you guys yourself? remember? No. What's that? <laughs> you, you don't remember yet. So you, we had these catalogs, and they they came out with the with the Christmas version, and they had all the toys in it. So you'd walk around with this catalog forever, circling all the stuff that you wanted for Christmas, and then hope that you got it. Okay. Yeah. How about you? What was your favorite? Um, my favorite, and to this day is still my favorite, is I actually love gift giving. I love, like, I don't find it stressful. I love thinking about what someone would like mm-hmm. or what they've said they wanted, and, like, I'll mm-hmm. mark it down. I have a whole list that says Christmas, and I'll think, if I hear someone say they want something, mark it, it down. It goes on the Christmas list. And I feel like I give really good gifts. Okay. You know, as opposed to others— um, I had, so my mother would buy, it was like the best. My sister's in the audience, she'll know. My mother would buy, by the way, if you haven't listened to the podcast, she's like, she's, she's dead. It's fine. She's a narcissist. She was a narcissist. Bad, toxic. It was just like the holidays were like, oh my God, why do we have to, why do we have to do this? So she would buy something just to like screw it in and turn it, right? And it was like, I bought you these gifts. They were beautifully packaged. They would come from, she used to live in Vegas, so they would come from Vegas. They all smelled like smoke. The, like, you'd bur- you'd open the box, and it was like a puff of smoke would come out. And then you'd think, there's got to be something beautiful in here, right? Because they're so beautifully packaged. And you open it up, and it's a size XXL denim shirt from, like, 1970. And I'd be like, Mom, I don't wear, I don't wear that size. I'm, a, like, a small, maybe a medium. I mean, I could probably... I could probably buy a large and just tie it up and make it look cute. But I'm not a double XL. No, mm-mm, you are. You are. And you need to start dressing your age. And she would just go. And I was like, these were the gifts. So every Wait, year. Wait, this is one of your favorite memories of Christmas? This is, no, I'm just, I'm explaining to you why oh, oh, I'm a good gift giver. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Because okay. I have been traumatized by shitty gifts for so many years that I am petrified of giving somebody a shitty gift. Okay. And but there's no stress involved in the in the gift giving. Not for me, but for others there are. So that yeah. brings us to our next point, right? So what are the most stressful? Well, you may not know because I wrote them all out. But one of the most <laughs> stressful things for people is gift giving. It's the obligation behind it. It's the financial piece. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay. So here's here's what I did a number of years ago. Um, I started doing gift cards because. You know, if I gotta go and pick out a shirt for my brother, I don't, I don't really know what size he is. He's got a different style than I than I do, and so I just get gift cards for for everybody and show up on Christmas Day with a bag of cards and <laughs> go Merry Christmas. And and there's there's less stress around it because a lot of times, you know, you give somebody a gift, and basically you've just given them. And Aaron, because they're going to take it back to the store because it's the wrong thing. Right. That's true. That's true. I think that people find gift giving hard because, and then it's also like, 
well, did you buy me something? Because then I'm going to have to buy you something. And then you don't want to show up to a party where someone bought you something, but you didn't buy them something, right? So there's all this stress around the obligation, the financial portion of it. How much do you spend? How much do you not spend? There are times I'm sure we've all felt where we've given gifts. And like when the person opens it, you're just like, oh God, I knew I shouldn't have gotten that. I should have totally gotten something else. Well, I do. I will say this. Like, so, um, so like I, I did gift cards for like the adults in the family. And then we, we would, I would still buy, you know, gifts like my nieces and nephews were younger. Cause I would just buy toys that. You wanted to play with. That I, I would call. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would play with that. You're yeah. a good gift giver. You are. My kids have all like, you give great gifts. See? Yeah. I can attest to that. Um, okay. Other than gift giving, we talked about financial stress. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to tell you that I start, people think I'm nuts, but I start gift, I start my gift buying in October because it gets really expensive, right? Like depending on how much you have to give and how, you know, how much you're willing to spend. Um, it's really helpful, I find, to start early. Now, the problem is you forget <laughs> what you bought the person and you end up overbuying or you find it in your closet months later, and you're like, "What that? What the hell is this? You know, like who did? I, who was this for?" You don't just can't just put a little piece of tape on it that well, says. I, I'm forgetful. Also, there are. That's why I mean, you put the tape on it when you buy. Oh, you forget to put the tape on it when you buy. <laughs> that also, okay. you wrap it with their name, and you're like, "What's in there?" So, like a lot of times during Christmas, I'm just as excited as you because I'm like, "What did I buy you? No idea." <laughs> um, the other thing is cooking and hosting. I mean, you hosted Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, and and I have a story about that. So, um, you know, for, for some reason, I decided to put a new sink, garbage disposal, and faucet in before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Hit a couple snags and didn't finish putting it in. You're laughing at me. It's okay. Um, so I hit a couple snags, you know, 10 trip to Home Depot later. I didn't finish it until like Wednesday around 3 o'clock. And, you know, I, no- I normally cook the entire meal for, you know, for the family. So I hadn't started on any of this. And, but, but there was something about that point. I, I started to go, you know what? It doesn't need to be this stressful. You know, if, if I'm 15 minutes late getting food on the table, people will have a drink, you know. And, uh, and at the point where I decided that, it wasn't going to be stressful. It was a completely different experience. That was the the least stressful Thanksgiving that I've done since I started doing it probably in 2010 when my mom passed. And it was it was just the it was just the idea of looking at it differently. And right. so your mind you changed your mindset. Yeah. And so this is and I I may have said this before on the podcast. This guy I used to read his books. He said when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And so. Nothing about what I did for that meal changed. I, I made all the same stuff, but it was just how I was looking at it. So sometimes you are invited to um, dinners, you know, mm. like your family. Let's say you had a sister and she invited you over for, you know, a holiday and said, mm. could you make like the vegetables and the salad? And it's mm. like, you know what? I would have made the freaking vegetables and salad if I was going to have my own Christmas, you know? Yeah. Like, I want to bring cups or a bottle of wine. Like, I don't want to bring the green beans and the salad. So I'm going to give you all a tip. You come with a little Ziploc bag of half-made, half-cooked green beans. And you just throw it on the table and say, here you go. 
and they will never ask you again <laughs> to bring a dish. So this year, I'm in charge of cups, which I have waited years. It took years and years and years. Some One time I made rice pudding. It was delicious. No. Egg, oh. nog, rice pudding. Oh, the taste was delicious. The rice was undercooked. The taste, the taste was delicious. The taste of the what? The taste of the... I've was. heard people talk about this this rice pudding. It was, it was delicious. But people was, would beg to differ with you. I think. <laughs> it was just because the rice was undercooked, okay? And I... <laughs> and I went through all the trouble of making it. And I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm bringing this and people are going to eat it. So I was proud of it because I thought the taste was there. My father almost choked on it. <laughs> he took a taste and the man almost choked on the, on, on. he said, what the hell is in this bowl? I have to be honest. I didn't think it was that bad. So I was shocked to see everyone's faces when they took a bite. Like they were all like staring at each other. Like it was liquid. <laughs> but guess guess who's not asking me to make rice pudding see, that's for what, this Christmas? See, that's dinner. that's what I thought your your thing was. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a dessert. It's gonna be terrible, and they'll just ask me to bring cups from now on. And here I am. Guess what I'm bringing this year? Cups. cups. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So just so, word to the wise. So, so write that down. As, write that as down. A, you are getting. Do you know what else we didn't say? What? They are getting lifelong lessons in this podcast <laughs> that will literally change your life. So yeah. FYI, you're welcome. Bring the green beans undercooked in a bag, shove them on. They'll never they won't even serve them. Wait, do that again. How do you how do you do just, it? Here. Okay. Just throw okay. it. Okay. Or undercook some shit and bring it. It'll be perfectly fine. Okay. I mean a little food poisoning in there too. They'll oh. definitely never ask you for anything. <laughs> oh um, okay. the other the other thing I have other so, Nobody's ever come to your house for dinner. No, no. When I make them, when oh, I host, diff okay. it's different. I care. Okay. okay. <laughs> I care when I host. So the next one is, um, this is a good one, uh, overeating. Uh, okay. Overeating, you're afraid, if, especially if you're on a, a plan. You know I'm a vegan, which is like a fake vegan right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm like a vegan that will sometimes eat some cheese, and like I'll take a couple bites of meat. Um, I ordered a pork taco the other day. It was fine. <laughs> so, so you're just a regular, you're not anything then. I'm a vegan. I'm a vegan. Okay. How is it, how is it fake vegan? I mean, because if you're eating cheese I, and meat. Well, sometimes I eat it. But only like sometimes. So you're not a vegan. No, I'm a vegan. I mean, that's not even close to. F-E-G-A-N. Okay. So, so fake vegan just means you just say you're a vegan. Is that what? <laughs> I'm a vegan most of the time, but sometimes I'll have a piece of pork. What's the big deal? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. My my vegan um, my right. vegan mentor is think, in the audience. Don't mess us up. Here in the audience that would that would. Uh... So wait, I'm freaking okay. out because I'm like, well, what am I going to eat? Right. The meat and cheese. I mean, what you just <laughs> what, basically basically whatever you want. It's like it sounds like. But that day, I might actually be real vegan. Okay. It's just it's like how I feel that day. It's like. Okay. Do I want to be real vegan today or do I want to be like fake vegan? Or, or are people watching me and I have to, you know. No, I don't care about that. That I don't okay. care. I'll just, you okay. know, but I'll be sick later. Yeah, you don't care for about food poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> so there, that's okay, an issue. Case, I think, I mean, vegan. not everyone okay. has that issue of being like, do they want to be vegan today or not? But, you know. I mean, if you like, come to my house and you're vegan, you, you're you should just bring your own food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't make anything that's, you know. Hmm. You don't well, eat vegetables, Jerome? Sorry, vegan mental right. speak. I mean, there's probably some... <laughs> Sweet there's potatoes. Probably, there's probably some... Oh, there's butter and oh, milk. Oh, yeah, see, and, you're right. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. vegan in your house. You're right. I think you're vegan. <laughs> What's that? I think you're the vegan. 
No, I don't say I'm. So I mean, no, he's you're like a vegan. The, he Jerome is carniv the most con- carnivorous person I've ever met in my life. Yeah, my f- freezer is just full of meat. Yes, it's so true. <clears throat> well, no, I just he's I'm got just like a, a meat sweats a car- on a daily basis. This <laughs> I'm, just, guy. <laughs> I'm just a carnivore. I mean, a fake vegan is somebody who just says they're vegan, <laughs> and and they're basically a carnivore. So I don't. I'm proud of you know. I'm proud of my diet. But others right, are so, worried so, about, you know, you might be dieting. You might be trying to watch what you're eating. You might be gluten-free or dairy-free. And, like, now you just screwed it up with all these holiday parties, right? Mm-hmm. So I think people have some stress surrounding that. Also— What's your—what's your—oh, so, to become a vegan. Well, <laughs> my solution <laughs> is just be a vegan. Okay. And, and that day, you may decide to, you know— indulge in some meat but you'll be you'll have the meat sweats later that night and you'll feel like shit and you know then you'll learn okay i don't really have a solution for you on that one i am so sorry i don't um uh, but (laughs) the next one what to wear you're a guy you might not have this problem but like i'm already like do i wear a dress Um, then what if i'm bloated because i ate meat that day you know Uh, i mean what if i that's what happens when you're a vegan Do you wear jeans? Like, what if my jeans are too tight? What if I eat too much and then my jeans definitely don't fit? And I what have to if I'm overdressed them? or underdressed? Correct. What if? What if you're trying to? Like, what if this isn't your family and you're going to somebody else's family? Now you it's make a, a good whole impression. Other thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can't be sitting there with your pants unbuttoned like you can at your own family's house. Why would you be at some other family's house for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and just for the record, I don't sit around with my family with our pants open. <laughs> I mean. I mean, no, no judgment. I, I just, I'm just, I'm just, just for the, just for the record. It is too bad that you're busy on Christmas Eve and you can't come to my family party because you're missing out. Okay. Um, the other. Yeah, I don't know with open pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I won't even tell you what we do. Um, I won't even go there. Now, now I want it, and now they want to know. They do, they do. Um, it's right, you know sorry, what? Sorry, go, go it, this is a whole nother topic for another yeah. day. It's it'll that, be that called. Might be a whole podcast. It'll be called dysfunctionality, and then we'll okay. I'll, I'll introduce that story. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of other families, you know, let's say you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. and you are struggling with whose family are you going to go to. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, do we have to go to that family? Do we have to bounce to this one? What if we just want to stay in one place? Right? So, like, there's stress surrounding that. Um, also, loneliness or loss of loved ones. So it's mm-hmm. hard. It's a hard time for a lot of people who have lost somebody or who feel lonely, maybe who don't have family in town, um, don't have somewhere to go. And so there is stress surrounding that. Now, I just invite anyone to my family function, as you know, since I invited you. Uh, <laughs> just just anybody. Just, hey, Jerome, what, what are we doing? Remember Easter when I invited you over? Yeah. yeah and was... politics came into play, and yeah. there was a lot of screaming at the table. It, and it was, it was, a, it was I'll, I'll, call it, I'll call it a vigorous debate. Okay. That's another yeah. issue, right? Like, you got to go see your family. There's different political sort of or religious beliefs or parenting styles, and we're dealing with um, you know, just differences in terms of family. So I yeah. think a lot of times people find stress. I'm not getting invited to Easter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Easter, you're out. You're out. Okay. You're out. I, fi- I figured. I just, We're going to stick with just, just one just political just, side. We're not going to meld out. all of them again because I don't have the capacity for that in my home. Okay. Um, people will get kicked out next year. Uh, and then 
I guess I came up with all these. I'm just going to read them all. Do you have anything <laughs> to add? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, one of the things I thought about is that in most of the cases that that we're talking about, the things that you brought up, a lot of that stress is self-imposed. Well, it's all your mentality, right? It's all your mentality. Just like you said. Yeah. So one thing that isn't real, well, it's hard to change is, let's just say PTSD, childhood trauma surrounding holidays, okay? Oh, okay. So for example, I'm not actually traumatized by this anymore, but I could could look back and tell you that like holidays were always supposed to be awesome in my family. I had a very dysfunctional family, like two parents that should have never been married and should have divorced way earlier than they did. You said they're, they're supposed to be awesome? Well, yeah, that that was the perception. Like, oh, oh God, we're okay. going to get yeah. up, we're going to go to church, we're going to be a nice, normal family, and everyone's going to be on their fucking best behavior. Okay, that was like mm-hmm. how the day started. And it was like, okay, we're going to be on our best behavior. But then a lot of, like, MFing started, and a lot of, God damn it. I was like, it's Jesus's birthday should we be saying god damn it i think that's not like today of all days should be the day we don't say that right and how far into day into the day did oh, the like within the hour of waking up okay somebody so like 7 a.m is like oh somebody's there yeah and by somebody it's my parents right like we're not allowed as children to be mfing our parents it's you know our parents doing that to us and so then we get to church it's not like today when this <laughs> it's not like today so then we're at church and everyone's like dressed and I got gloves on and like I'm like in this freaking dress and I have to look perfect because we have a perfect, amazing, awesome family. And we're walking down the aisle of church. My dad's too slow. My mother's turning around, swearing in church at him. We get into church. We all sit down like, oh my God. And then we have, then we have toxic family members. They're all toxic and they all come together at dinner. And there's swearing and fighting and you name it complete chaos. And it's supposed to be, remember the day started with like, it's supposed to be the most amazing day. It's a holiday. holiday. God damn it. You know, but the end of the day turns into a shit show. I'll also add in some alcohol into, you know, and there's like, you got that going. So in my opinion, I, a lot of people that have experienced that struggle with the holidays because it brings back bad memories. Luckily, maybe through copious amounts of therapy. I don't have that problem anymore. I do enjoy the holidays. I don't have PTSD surrounding it. But the point of the story is that some people do. And so the holidays are a really triggering time for people. And I think, again, it's really hard. It's easy to say, just change your mindset, you know, but Mm -hmm. you do the best you can to try to do something different for the next generation. So I have children. I don't want them to ever experience what I experienced. So, you know, I mean, we're going to have the best day we can. It may not be our best. We may not give our best. It's Christmas, goddammit. (laughs) Do you do that at least? (laughs) It depends on the day. It depends on the holiday. Depends if she's vegan or not. That's true. That's true. She's angry when she hasn't had any real food. That is true. Um, And so dealing with toxic family members around the holidays is difficult. You know, I told the audience that um, my mother is no longer here. So the holidays, to be honest, are a lot easier. Um, There was a ton of obligation surrounding having to see her and having to perform for her and give her the right gift. And there was so much around that, that the holidays were never enjoyable. And now that, you know, I don't, it sounds hard and harsh if, you know, you have a parent that you care about, but, um, 
it's it's so much more enjoyable. I can do the I can do holidays the way I want to do holidays now, and I don't have to um, have somebody who has all these restraints and all of these obligations that I have to sort of you know so, cater to. So, um, at what point? So you you have these uh, toxic gatherings. At what point do you say, I'm not, I'm just not going to be involved in that, in that gathering? Well, I mean, I guess you have to have another option, right? And does it, do you have children? And I guess there's a lot of factors that play into it. You know, if you have kids and you, this is the only family you have, well, what are your choices? You know, spend the holidays alone? I guess you could. have a nice Christmas with your kids and don't expose them to, I don't have kids. So, you know, take that. But he gives for, a lot of parenting advice. <laughs> right. That's what, you know, but it's for entertainment purposes right, only. Right. We, we did discuss that. But, I mean, at, at, at what point do you, I mean, if the kids are seeing this this toxic, you know, family environment, at what point do you just have the Christmas with your kids so that they can grow up with positive memories of Christmas and not people fighting? I had one client tell me this uh, some years ago. Um, it, was, it was like after Thanksgiving. And he goes, I'm not... I'm not going to family gatherings anymore. And um, I go, well, what happened? He goes, well, just, you know, fighting in, in the family. I'm like, what, like arguments? He said, no. They were literally, it's like 40-year-old people are literally fighting and like rolling on the floor under the under the dinner table. He said, he said, I'm just, what's that? That's not normal. <laughs> My grandfather brought a gun to one of our holidays mm-hmm. and leapt across the table. I was probably four. He leapt across the table and I went under the table to get at Constance's dad and just like just started beating the shit out of him. At I think it was like Easter or something. And wow. the house got really quiet. Totally and I, normal. Yeah, it was totally wait, normal. Wait, so 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 <laughs> Easter for me wasn't that bad then. Right. There was yeah, there right. were no there were no Yeah, right. That no, was, but that was but, fine. I, but I guess at what point and I, I mean I guess I'm just thinking out loud, but at one point if it's if it's that toxic, do you say, I gotta do something different. I'm not going to expose my my kids to this. I mean, okay, it's a- that's a good, valid point, right? But I'm going to tell you, when my daughter, who is, you know, an adult now, when she was younger, we would go to visit my mother, and we would go to functions. But I would look at her and say, you think I'm a shitty mother? You don't like me? Look at that. Look at that. It was a show. It was a show for her to see. And she knew, like, why I would threaten her. I'd be like, oh, you don't. You're gonna lie. I'll, I'll send you to live. I'll with. send you out to Vegas with your grandmother. Okay, I swear to God, I'll never do it again. I promise. I'm, you know. So for okay. me, it was a learning experience. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed. So maybe we should ask her about the PTSD. <laughs> we should ask her about how much therapy she's had to go through because of that. Um, but that is, I think that the point of this is that there are so many stressors. Whether it is your own childhood that comes into play, whether it is obligation, whether it is you know, stress of um, finances and work and functions. And I mean, I, this is like my, I don't know how, how, what number party this is for me, but I'm like, how much could one person drink? Like, I'm worried about all the drinking I have going on this month. So there's just so much going on. But if you can really take it with um, a better mindset and to really think about the gratitude behind it all, you know, mm-hmm. come January, We've got nothing to do. There's no functions. There's it's that's when everybody wants to join, you know, gyms, right? It's when everybody wants to get healthy. It's when everybody wants to be fiscally smart. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, just remember there's nothing to do in January and February. 
you'll be wishing you had functions and family and toxic family members to, <laughs> to entertain you. Um, so that's the takeaway that's from, the takeaway. okay. Just, you know, just try to have a healthier mindset because I think if you change your mindset on it, things don't seem Well, well for things that you can, I mean, like you said, if, if there are, you know, if you have trauma from childhood, I mean, that's a different thing. But in the case where you're trying to figure out, you know, how much money do I spend on this person? What do I wear? That's all, you know, self-imposed stress. All right. You ready for the fun That's part? You, what's that? You ready for the fun part? Oh, this is this, this is our Q&A? That, that wasn't the fun part. This is the fun okay. part. Okay. Now, right. wait. Why do you get to read the questions? I feel like I should get, like... Because I am faster. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, so we have some audience questions. I'm, I'm, I'm going little... to edit you out of this. <laughs> <laughs> you can call it one fit to be tied. Okay? All right. I almost didn't let you back into the... <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, some, all right. How do you come up with the topics for your podcasts? How do you, Constance and Jerome, meet... Turn it over. And know... You interact. Okay, you sure I shouldn't take take over the reading? How do you work so well together? How do we work so well together? Well, first of all, Jerome is an engineer by trade. So Jerome likes to be prepared. Well, I have an engineering degree. I'm a Well, yeah, I mean yeah. you have an engineering degree. You're yeah. right. Okay, sorry. Well, you made it sound like I work <laughs> as an engineer. No, you don't. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, I, I used that to. out. <laughs> well, you said engineer by trade. Doesn't that well, sound I like meant, I'm an engineer? I'm sorry. No. I meant your education um, yeah. is, okay, fine. So his brain works way differently than mine. I'm just like, let's talk about this right now. And we'll shoot it right now and we'll wing it and it'll be awesome. And Jerome does not work that way. Jerome is like, we need to be prepared. We need to have an agenda. We should rehearse it. I'm like, that takes too much time. So to be honest, I have to give you many accolades because you have really come sort of full circle and you have been really good at the winging portion of things. And we honestly- And, and, but- You've gotten better at being prepared. It's true, I have. So, that's you know, true. so we kind of that's like in the, in, the, in the middle. All right. Like today, I was like, what are you? Or well, last week, I was like, what are you wearing? We have to match. And he's like, geez, you're really like prepared. I was like, do we have an agenda? We need an agenda. Normally, we don't. I just read from my phone um, and the research as I talk. But that's how I work. And it works well. Yeah. So I hope that answers the question. Um, and, and we and come I, up I think, with. I think we're different enough that it, that's where the the back and forth comes from. Yes, agreed. Like I'm fast, you're slow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm fu- okay. I'm funny, you're Fine. serious. <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm funny. <laughs> I'm hilarious. What are you talking about? So I'll <laughs> Joanne, I'll tell you a funny story. I will literally call Jerome and be like, I have a great idea for the podcast. We should talk about boundaries. And he's like, we already did that podcast. I'm like, we did? And he's like, yeah, we did it like way long ago. I'm like when did we talk about that? And then he'll explain to me. I'm like, oh yeah, we did do that. So sometimes I have like memory relapse on what we've talked about and want to whole re- recreate the whole thing. And sometimes we're drinking when we record these. That's things. true. So we forget <laughs> a lot. That, that is true. That we've toned that down though. Yeah. Okay. If your house was on fire, what three things would you take with you? Want me to go first? Yeah, you go. Hmm. I need time to think. <laughs> I thought you were fast. <laughs> right. See? Um, what three things? Well, can I already I got it. I already What's got that? mine. 
I already got oh, one. Go for it. My Keurig. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would, I would. <laughs> like, people, too, like kids, do I have to take them? <laughs> <laughs> I think they can bring themselves. Yeah, they're right. You're right. Um, I mean, your son is only eight. My toothbrush. I'd have to bring my toothbrush. It's a, I am very into dental health, so I'd bring my toothbrush. Okay. And my phone, duh. Okay. And a charger. I mean, I have to bring the phone and the charger. It goes together. That's four things. No, it goes with the charger. <laughs> well, that's actually important. So I, I would say... Um, <laughs> but no, where I, are you going to plug it in? Yeah, where are you going to plug in this coffee maker? Oh, that's true. Maybe. All right, go ahead. Um, can all three things be guitars? Sure, anything. You're going to bring all three guitars of yours? That's so sad. That's what you're going to bring? Well, three of them. Two guitars and a, and a phone. Oh, two guitars? Yeah. What the hell? If your house was on fire, you'd bring two guitars? Are they expensive? Can you sell them for money? I mean, you don't get to judge my answers. <laughs> I, think, I, I don't have to explain myself to like you. I need you to rethink this, okay? I, Let's I get to... back to you and see if there's something okay, else. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So, wait, so you're going to tell me, some some of the guitars I have are pretty expensive. Okay, well, and, it's so, a, you're gonna, so you're going to put your coffee machine up <laughs> against a $5,000 guitar. Toothbrush. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I need to have clean teeth. All that coffee, all that coffee is going to stain my teeth. Are you going to play the guitars or are you going to at least trade it in for money? I just need to know what the purpose is. Maybe I'll be, I don't have to explain myself to you. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll play it on the street and make money. <laughs> but two, you need two for that, huh? In case one breaks. Is that the thought? I want to know what the thought process is. You don't understand. You don't understand. Next question. Let's go. I, I gave my answer, and that's that's it. All right, next question. Okay. Worst advice you ever followed and you laugh about now? Oh, God. Where do we start? Worst advice. Oh. You should get married. <laughs> don't, you, don't you want companionship and someone to grow old with? Yeah, opposites attract. They, oh, you should yeah. get married. How Agree. I'm with you on that same one. Um, podcast plans for five years from now. Five years from now. Um, I think we're on TV by then. Mm -hmm. I like that one. I like that one. Can I steal that one too? No, you have to answer. Well, I mean, you, you, it looks like you're interviewing me. Are you even answering these questions? <laughs> <laughs> Critiquing my answers. Podcast plans five years from now. Um, we are, you know, I feel like we should make money off of this. Like we're gonna make money. That's what we're gonna do. Okay. I mean, we are, we already do. I mean, we. Have, well, yeah, we but have like sponsors. enough to where I could like, you know, take a little couple more vacations. A <laughs> <laughs> couple more vacations. Couple more vacations here and there. You go on vacation every six weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. I have seasonal affect disorder and I need a lot of sun, okay? So I'm sorry. It's a condition. Well, we've got JD asking, who is your dating coach? Who's your dating coach? Well, Do you have, have a dating a, coach? I don't have I'm, a dating coach. I feel coach. like I am. Okay. Well, you're doing a miserable I job. Am, I, am, I am trying to fill the role of online dating coach, but you're not allowing it. So. Um, I mean, I told you my theory about 
Well, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we, we know. Yeah. We know. Okay. We're working okay. on it. 100th episode. Um, JD was my was my dating coach, but I don't seem to need him anymore. So wow. he's done his job. He's a good one. Well, we'll he really wants to interview on the podcast. That's the whole mm. purpose of this question. Uh, so okay. we'll consider it. All right, last one. What's your <laughs> What's your favorite childhood memory? I'm gonna need like two hours for this one. So, so you want to go, or you, you need? No, I need like two, ex- yeah. two hours. No, it's gonna take me two hours. I'm I'm gonna need uh-huh. to really think about that. Mine might be getting a. My dog was fluffy. That was my dog. I got this really amazing Maltese as a kid. One day I showed up. Dog was gone. That that part wasn't my favorite. Okay, this sounds like a tragic story. I'm just story. letting this you know is, that okay. it was amazing. But then one day I came home from school and my dog was gone. And they sold it to someone in Arizona. No. I told you guys I came from a tox- very toxic background, okay? But good with a good memory always comes a bad memory, unfortunately. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind Wait, of— Wait, so what was the good memory? I got a dog. Oh, you got a dog. Okay. But then one day the dog was gone. I'm just letting you know the end of the story. <laughs> Beginning of the story, end okay. of the story. Got it. Same. Got it. Yeah. So it was getting the dog, but I never oh, saw I the see. dog after. How long did you have Fluffy? Probably eight years. Wow. Just, yeah. It was like a fa- it was like the dog. The family. It was my family, you know? And then okay. one day you show up and I'm like, where's did the dog? Did you ever find out why the dog was? Just sold it. Why not? Because they didn't want it anymore. Yeah, I know. So anyways, that's why we have this podcast. To heal. <laughs> help others heal. Help you to feel like, you know what? Maybe my life wasn't so bad. You know what? I feel like this is helping you heal. It is. It's def- <laughs> this is why we're here. Okay. All right. All right. So we're for our 50th episode of Too Fit to Be Tied. I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you.